Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. This is the EF3 Life platform. I'm grateful to be with you today. We're going to dive into something that is so radically important in our life, and it's all about belief. It's all about thinking bigger in order to receive greater in our life. It's all about understanding how much our worth is and valuing what we bring to the table. See, if we ask bigger in our life, if we seek out things that are larger, that are greater, we're trying to max out on a daily basis, we're going to achieve greatness in every aspect of our life, education, faith, fitness, finance, relationships, you're going to have prosperity. It's going to chase you down. But if you diminish your thought process, if you lower yourself, if you think less of who you are on the inside or on the out, then you're going to receive in a smaller manner. The fashion of which we think is how we're going to live and what we're going to receive in our life. There is nothing that could be more true. And I'm going to do something with you today that is going to help you to contemplate, to think differently so that way you can receive differently in your life. This is about life to the fullest. Like it says in John 10.10, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full, to have it more abundantly. I want you to have abundance. I want you to have growth. I want you to have prosperity. I want you to have an explosion of blessing in your life. Now, every avenue, every aspect, and Every road that you take is not going to just be paved with easiness. That's certainly for sure. However, if you work hard at things, if you chase them down, and if you believe, if you have a can-do spirit, I guarantee things will improve in your life and you'll have greater results in time. And that's something that we have to wrap our head around, but it comes from the internal. In order to receive the eternal, You have to believe in the internal, and that starts with you. Between your ears, in your mind, in your brain, and it also is a spiritual connection as well because there is no doubt that on the inside of your soul, there's a deep connection with your thought process and then what you think and say and speak things into existence that will lead you to desire it, to achieve it, and to chase it down, to make it happen. And it's not just about the universe aligning in your favor. There will be things that will line up, but it's about you thinking differently and better in your life to do just that, to better your situation. I want to look at a really interesting part of scripture today. Whether you're a believer or not, whether you're somebody who understands God's love for you, the hope, the prosperity, the greatness that he has in store, the plans that he has for you, or if you're someone who doesn't surely know Maybe you're still on the fence. Maybe you're still trying to figure this whole thing out. I want to take you into the life of Bartimaeus because if you can listen to this story for a few minutes, you're going to realize that there's this man that he definitely did ask in a big way. And it's his faith, it's the understanding, it's the positivity. It's all the aspects in our life that we can apply, that we can put into action right now, that we have a choice to make that he does, and then his life is radically different. So setting the stage here, we got Jesus. He's in Jericho, and he sees this blind man named Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus has been blind for his entire life. And it's interesting because from the really young age of this 
man, Bartimaeus, when he was a kid, even people would say to him, you know, you're blind from birth and you're not going to be able to see. And But he still remained faithful. He still remained hopeful. And in your life, that, that just brings us to it. You have to have even just a sliver, a glimpse of hope. And if you have that glimpse of hope, things can radically change. Don't throw in the white towel. Don't raise the flag when it comes to dispelling hope in your life. So here we have it in verse 46 of Mark's gospel, chapter 10, it says, Then they came to Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So he's sitting by the roadside day after day, and then he hears the Lord is there, and he decides to beg and to shout to God to have mercy on him. That is desperation. That is a time when you're down and out. That is the wit's end, the last resort to be a beggar. Picks up here and says, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So the people in the crowds are around him. They're telling him basically to shut up because he's not going to have anything changed. They didn't believe that. They thought, you know, he's going to continue to be blind, which is a normal thought to think in our life when we're blinded by things, when things aren't going our way, when it seems like all of our luck is against us. That's a whole nother conversation because I don't really believe in luck at all. However, he remains constant, consistent, and keeps begging. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So Jesus hears this man begging, pleading for him for mercy. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in this part of your life when you've been begging or asking for mercy but that's a really difficult position to be in. And when you're asking for it, you're really believing in it and you have to receive it. But imagine if we could ignite that type of ask when it comes to the positive things in our life, when it comes to what we desire, when it comes to what we want, when it comes to what we desire to chase down, the things that we are hopeful for. Because your situation can radically change. It can do a 180 just like that if we were persistent. Picks up here and says, So they called to the blind man, Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. I don't know if they were mocking him or what have you, but he does just that. He gets up and throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. Let me repeat that. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Can you imagine this? Jesus, the Savior, the one that whether people believed he was the Savior or not, he's performing miracles. It's historical fact. People were being healed. There were things that are happening in people's lives that are unexplainable that only God could do. He is there, and now he asks him, what do you want me to do for you? So basically, he would do anything for him. And Bartimaeus, the blind man, naturally says, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. 
I want to see. What do you want in your life? Maybe you want to see greater fortune, a better job, a career, something that you're passionate for when it comes to your mission and purpose in your life. Maybe you want to see healing, just like Bartimaeus. Maybe it's physical healing. Maybe it's spiritual. Maybe you want to see the healing of a loved one or somebody in your life to not have to be so restless anymore or struggling. Maybe you want to see a new future, brighter days for tomorrow, greater prosperity when it comes to your wealth, when it comes to the house you're living in, the car you're driving. Maybe you want to see peace in a relationship that has been destroyed, where there is not forgiveness right now. Maybe you want to see heartfelt compassion for somebody in your family, a close friend. Maybe you want to see something else. But what do you want? What do you desire? What do you deeply long for? I want you to think about that right now. Reflect on it. Let it settle in. Because Bartimaeus, he knew what he wanted. He wanted sight. The interesting and crazy thing is no matter what he wanted, he was going to receive. My question is, is it because he had great faith, because he had great hope, because he had great trust, because he kept persisting? I think it's all of the above. And so many times in our life, we give up and we're at our wit's end when we just have to stay in it a little bit longer. Because your thoughts are going to be the currency for your dreams in your life. There's no doubt about it. What you think about, what you believe will actually happen becomes what you pay into your life and into your future and what will come about in your journey. We are all a disguised Bartimaeus. There's a blind man and woman in each and every one of us. The Lord was asking him what he wanted him to do for him. My ask is, what do you want God to do for you? And what do you want to do for yourself? This is your life. You have one race to live. You only get one chance and crack at this thing. So many times we're sitting on the road and we're not even begging. We're not even asking, let alone asking big, asking magnanimous things of God, help from other people, aid along the way, persevering and persisting during trouble and hardship. Instead, we're wallowing in our misery. We're making excuses. We're sitting down and we're already accepting defeat. We cannot live that way. In order to think better, you first have to believe a little bit bigger. In order to live better, you have to decide in your life that you want to lead a larger life. Think better, live better, think bigger, live bigger. It is very simple, but it's not easy. It is very straightforward and it makes sense and it works, but oh, it's hard. See, there's two major factors in life. It comes down to conditioning and environment. One of these things, if you're an athlete, if you are training, if you're working hard, if you are persistent, if you're getting out there and you're running so many miles a day, you're getting on the bench press and you're just jacking up the reps, if you are training yourself in your body, you will get stronger. And when the hardship and the difficult times come your way, you'll be able to dispel them. You'll be able to power through them. You'll be able to run around them. You won't allow the obstacle to throw you off course. 
And even if it knocks you down, you'll keep getting back up. But if you are conditioned for this marathon, because that's what life is, it's a marathon. Little spurts of life, maybe a year, six months, a month, those are sprints. And we can all last for the sprinting periods, especially when those sprinting periods have a great advantageous reward at the end of them. When the finish line is in sight, when we know that we're going to get somewhat of an instant gratification, that makes life easy for us. But when life gets hard, you got to get down in the dirty, you got to roll up your sleeves, you got to get to work. That's where real conditioning comes in. We talked about discipline recently on this podcast, a whole episode about it. Tune into it. Discipline is the number one factor that will change your life. It's going to change every aspect of your life, every single situation. Discipline is so key. It's all about doing what you don't want to do to get the results that you desire to get. To get results that you deserve to get. Because that's thinking better to live bigger. Because if you don't believe you deserve it, then you certainly won't. Just like the great Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you can't, you are right. It all starts with your thought process. Because if you have a defeatist mindset, if you don't believe that it's going to happen from the get-go, then why even try? Then why even show up? It's not even worth it. But if you believe it, you can achieve it. If you don't, you won't. It is that simple. However, how do we get up every single morning? How do we put on our shoes ready to go out the door and start living bigger? It all starts with the thought process. It all starts with filling ourselves with positivity. Conditioning is key. And you have to train yourself when negativity comes your way to turn the channel, to flip the switch, to realize I'm not going to latch onto that thought. This too shall pass. There has to be coping mechanisms. You have to fill your brain with that goodness, with that positivity, with that encouragement, that enlightenment, that motivation, that inspiration. So that you can aspire to be the person in the future that you desire to be today. But you're not going to get there unless you put in that effort. You're not going to get there unless you believe you can achieve it. Unless you believe in the one who has created you for a great life. And if you're someone who is not believing in that, I don't know what the point is. This is not just jargon. This is not just conversation. This isn't a far-out dream, mirage, or a wish. This is reality, and it can become your lived reality if you want it to. There's only one person that can control us, and that is you. We can do things on the regular to condition our body, to exercise. The same with our mind. And you have to be tough. You have to be mentally tough, just as you have to be physically tough and spiritually tough in this world, not only to survive, because it's not just about survival. We're not just trying to not die. We want to thrive. We're not just sitting around complacent on the sidelines. We're in the game and we want to win. Not only win, we want to dominate in every area. And that's what I hope for you. The second major factor outside of conditioning is your environment. You control how hard you work at something. You can control what you focus upon. You can control your discipline level and practice it and hone the craft. You decide what you're going to do with your time on a day in and day out basis. Okay, What you're going to attach your energy towards. What kind of frequency you're going to vibe at. What kind of effort you're going to pour forth. 
in your workplace, in your home, what you're doing on a day-in and day-out basis, what you're reading, what you're consuming when it comes to social media or, or multimedia, television, all these things. You have control over that. No one can force you to do it. Your environment is key, though. Because conditioning and environment go hand in hand. If you're around a group of people who are high achievers, they're succeeders, but they're also challenging you to be better, you're going to better yourself in your life. If they're positive, that positivity is going to seep into you and it's going to ooze out of every fiber of your being. But if the opposite is true, you're going to become negative. You're not going to believe. And that disbelief will lead to destruction, will lead to hopelessness, which will lead to disaster. Your environment. Who are you choosing to hang around? Because you're going to become around the top five people, arguably, that you spend the most time with, you're going to be most like. And hopefully those people elevate. Because if they elevate you and they're pouring into your life, eventually you'll get to the point where you're an elevator, where you're somebody who's pouring into the life of other people and you're making a radical difference. And that's just going to add more meaning and value to your life and theirs as well. But until you understand that life is about conditioning and environment, nothing is going to change. If you want to change something, change the people who you're hanging around. Now, you might not be able to cut them off right away. Relationship in life is key. We talk about relationship with God. Well, how about relationship with other people? How about relationship with people in your own home? Are you building it? Are you fostering it? Are you spending time to become closer more invested, more trusting, more loving, because those things are so positive, it is going to move the meter. And if there isn't somebody in your household that you can do that with, how about somebody on the outside? Because I can, I can hope at least, you, there's at least one person that you can call at any point in time that's going to hear you out, that's going to be there for you, that's going to listen. And if, if not yet, look and find that person. Go out there and spend the majority of your time, okay, because they're out there. And you'll find them if you're doing the right things, if you're in positive situations, if you're giving in the community, if you're serving, because those, that's where those people are. You can change your condition from childhood in the realms of education, finance, fitness, and of course, faith. From a young age, we could be conditioned in a way that could be detrimental to us. And there could be real hardship, real tough roads ahead because of the way that our parents impose certain beliefs and certain systems and just pounding us from the time that we were younger. Or maybe you're somebody who had the opposite. And freedom was really running rampant in your household. And you're able to have a really positive conditioning. Regardless... When you become an adult and you're out there in the world, you can go one of two ways. And it's up to you to decide how you're going to condition yourself on a regular basis on a day in and day out and who you're going to spend the time with and what you're doing with the time that you have. That is environment. Change your environment because you're only going to aspire to the level of those people you surround yourself around. So if it's a poisonous work environment, the culture is terrible And even when you try to change that culture, you try to pour that positivity in. If no one is taking it, if no one's receiving it, then you need to get out of there. 
Life is too short to go down that misery treadmill eight hours a day for 40 hours a week or more. You're worth more than that. Value yourself and your time. Value how you feel on the inside. Value where you are going. Because if you value who you are and you understand that at a greater frequency, then you're not going to just allow this negativity and this crap to infiltrate your life. And it won't tear you down. Instead, you will change the situation, the environment you're in. It's not permanent. Hopefully you can find one or fit into one or create one. Harry, that's an amazing thought. Create an environment that's conducive to winning. The power of positive affirmations is something that is so worth noting. If you are a can-do person, if you're saying it out loud, if you're speaking it into existence, because I truly believe that happens. People who say, I'm going to do this, they repeat it daily. They believe it when they say it. They look at themselves in the mirror. They actually do make it happen. There's something that's taking place. The reticulary activating system in their mind is triggered. And that's exceptional. Those are winners. Those are high achievers. Those are people who not only desire it, but they're going to make it happen. And their subconscious is going to work on it when they're not even thinking about it. Because they desire it so deeply. Their dreams become realities because they believe in the result. And they put in the work to make it happen. The Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life Financial. Make sure to visit ef3life.com slash financial for my best-selling book, Winning with Money, Dollars and Cents, a comprehensive guide to financial freedom and peace. Great resources, free, available at ef3lifefinancial.com. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest. Expectations have to become bigger because when you understand your true worth, you'll understand that you won't allow other people to just run all over you or take advantage of you or not give you what you should receive. Now, we're not talking about just showing up on day one and thinking we should have everything and anything. We're not talking about this handout generation or this entitled persona. No, what we're discussing here is is realizing what your internal value is. Is realizing who you are and whose you are. Is realizing that you stand for something greater. That you believe there's something bigger and better for your life. Even if you're not sure yet what that is, you might not be able to pinpoint it and you might not be able to put your finger on it. Maybe you have some kind of idea. Maybe you have no idea at all. That's okay but realize that I am valuable. The one time you're going to be selfish in your life is thinking in this way. And it's a good thing. It's a really good thing because if you're taking care of yourself, if you have that sound mind and heart, man, great things are going to happen. And we say it chases you down, yes, because the momentum moves things in your favor. It's not luck. When you go out there and you start doing stuff, when you start achieving, when you start striving, when you start dispelling negativity and tossing that to the side and pouring positivity into your life, when you start serving, when you start showing out for other people, 
When you start giving generously, that positivity is going to happen. Karma is a real thing. What you put into the life of other people comes back onto you. It happens. Trust me, if you haven't tried it, you ought to because the results that you're getting right now might not be that good. But if you give it your best effort and you start putting some of this stuff together, it's like moving the chains in a football game. Yeah, maybe you have a carry and it goes for four yards. Or maybe you show up and show up and it goes for 40. And you just radically change your life. And it could have been because of that next right step that you made. But if you didn't show up, it wouldn't have happened. My question to you right now is what do you think you are worthy of when it comes to your job and career? What do you think you're worthy of when it comes to the house that you're living in? What do you think you are worthy of when it comes to the car you're driving or the things that you have, the places you're going, the vacations you're gonna go on? What is your worthiness level? When it comes to the position in your workplace, your leadership, what do you think you're worthy of when it comes to the treatment people are giving you in your relationships? What do you think you are worthy of and the way that you are conducting yourself, how you are behaving, what kind of model you're leading when it comes to the people that you're around in your family, your group of friends. What do you think you are worthy of when it comes to what God is providing to you, the blessings that he has in store? What do you think you're worthy of When it comes to your physical health, your well-being, what are you worthy of when you think about the education that you can receive, the knowledge that can help you to grow? What is your worth? Define it. What is success to you? See, it's different for every single person out there. There isn't one cookie-cutter example or answer. However, you have to define it. You have to decide what is my why. Last week, we talked about discipline. We discussed these things that are really hard to do in order to get to where you want to be. Ultimately, people, all people, they want to achieve greatness. Whatever their definition of greatness is, they in their heart know in some way what makes them fulfilled, what gives them some kind of joy. We've all felt joy before in our life. Think back about those moments. What was it that gave you that? And then do and emulate those things and keep multiplying and you'll see compounding interest in your life. Because if you limit what you expect, man, what's going to happen? You won't receive anything. If you don't believe that you deserve it or that you're worth it, you're already convincing yourself to not actually chase it down to be complacent, to stay where you are, to be stagnant. And the last I checked, winners don't do that. That's for losers. You're not a loser. You're a winner and you're going to chase it down. You're going to go after it and you're going to achieve things that maybe at this point in your life, you didn't realize you could do. But at that point, when you get there, you're going to level up to the next place. And you're going to keep chasing them down and you're going to accelerate and it's going to blow people away. It's going to blow you away, but do it for yourself. If anything, do it for yourself because this is your life. Your confidence, think about this for a second. Your confidence is what you believe you can do because it translates into your intentional actions and then it produces a lived outcome. See, if you're intentional, 
You know what you desire. You go after it. You believe in it. You'll have an outcome that nobody can stop. You are more right now. You are more than these three things. You're more than your body. You're more than your mind. And you're even more than your soul. Most of all, you are soul, spirit, an eternal being. But you're more than those three independent things. It's interesting, I've been reading a book by the Dalai Lama. He discusses the contemplation of life, who we are, how we think, reality. Talks about even what Buddha says about life. Discusses Jesus, great philosophers, lots of things to ponder. And what has come across my mind as I'm reading this is that we are more than what people define us to be. We are more than who we define ourselves to be right now. And we have to continue to strive for that more because there is more out there to receive. It's more complex than we think, but at the same time, it's more simple as well. You are a spiritual being. And that's beautiful. You definitely do have a mind to think, to rationalize, to believe, to dream, to hope. You have a body to take care of, right? A temple. Somebody said on the, the other night when I was listening, and they said, you know, you're a meat sack walking around. <laughs> and if you think about that, it's kind of comical, okay? That is your flesh, an external appearance. But who you are more is in the heart, and even more than that, in the soul, and then the spirit. And we go deep. And in order to achieve things in life, in order to get greatness, in order to have success, in order to have real fulfillment and lasting joy, you got to go deep. You got to go into those uncharted waters where people don't want to go. You got to get out of the safe harbor and into the stormy sea. Because in the midst of that, you will find the buried treasure. You can do this. I know you can. My hope is that you start stacking up some smaller victories to see the fruits of not only your labor, but belief. Because remember, if you think bigger, you will live better. There's a reason why prayer is so powerful. You think about Bartimaeus. He was crying out to God. Maybe you're crying out to God. Maybe you're crying out to somebody else for help today. Maybe you have a crying out spirit that says, I know I deserve more. I'm going to receive it. I believe it. And it is mine for the taking. Because if you focus on something so intently, what happens is you raise your energy and your awareness of things and you are lifted up. And when you're lifted up, your spirit begins to soar. And when your spirit soars and you believe that God starts to make things happen on the get-go, in the background of your life. When this is coupled by asking big things, what starts to happen is the earth, the spiritual realm, everything in your life starts to take shape. And is it going to ever go perfect? Absolutely not. But 
that's where that divine favor, that spark, that energy, that spirit, that positivity, that momentum continues to build. As a man thinks, so is he. See, Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. And if you take that a step further, what I think is who I become. What I latch onto becomes my destiny. What my focus is upon is in essence my lived reality. You can slice it, you can dice it, you can think about what this means till the end of time. But the ultimate reality is you have to believe wholeheartedly. And if you believe wholeheartedly, things will move in a different direction. Because as you believe, then you'll actually start doing, you'll say it, and it comes into form. If you think negatively, you will see the negative and you will attract negativity. Because if you attract negativity, what's going to happen is going to lead to utter destruction. You'll be consumed by it and you'll only notice the negative around you. Is the glass half full or is it half empty? The optimist says half full. The pessimist says half empty. How are you seeing it? What are you believing about it? On the opposite side, if you think positive, you believe in the positive, you start to see positive things creating more positivity and attracting those positive things in your life. And there are positive deposits that keep filling you up. And the void will no longer be there. Or it will be smaller. It will be lessened. Because you're focusing on the goodness, the beauty, the success, the achievement. All the things that are moving in a direction that is far better, that is leading to happiness, joy, peace, and love. And what then takes place is a multiplication. And then you have an avalanche of prosperity in your life. And that's why the conditioning is so key. That is why the environment is pivotal. Because if you're surrounding yourself around more positive people, these believers, these dreamers, They're talking about it. They're living it. You're going to talk and live it as well. You raise your level. The bar is set higher for you. The standards are rewritten. And when you rewrite the standards of your life, you start to live differently. When you live differently, that's when you see the greatest results. And man, it can be painful. Can it not? Yes, it will take this sacrifice. But when you think about any champion, it's not even about hoisting the trophy. I was watching the NBA Finals, and it was amazing to see the Joker on the Denver Nuggets. He won back-to-back MVPs a couple years back, and then he wins MVP of the NBA Finals. And they defeat the Heat in five games. He averaged 30 points a game, over 10 rebounds, almost 10 assists. I mean, the guy was getting a triple-double every single night. He was dropping buckets on everybody because he believed in it. There wasn't a day he went out there that he didn't think he was going to win or perform at the highest level. Are you suiting up for life with that same mentality? 
expecting victory, expecting to win, expecting the business deal to land, expecting the date to go well, expecting to find that special someone, expecting to receive a raise in your life, expecting the clean bill of health, expecting the prayer to be answered, expecting God to show up and say, what do you want me to do for you? Because Bartimaeus did. And he must have expected to be healed because if he didn't, his faith wouldn't have saved him. Our faith, our faith in God, our faith in one another, our faith in ourself and our belief matters. It's sad. 95% of people or so are unhappy. That's what statistics and surveys and all these data pieces say. They also say the job that they work will be unfulfilling and they only receive a limited life because they believe they don't deserve it and they can't achieve it so it won't happen. Man, that's a sad story. You don't have to walk that same path. That is not you. There's too many sad people walking around. You can change the situation. All takes is one thought. Start somewhere and it will multiply. My hope is that you could be the outlier, that you can start living it. You can start believing it. You can start breathing it. You can start saying it. You start receiving it, achieving it. Because if you ask big of yourself and you ask big of those around you, but most importantly, you expect and you ask God to the highest level. Because here's the thing. He wants you to have a bigger and better outcome for your life. Otherwise, he wouldn't have showed up in a guy like Bartimaeus. He wouldn't have come onto the scene when this guy had been blind for so many years, when he had been begging for days on end, and say, what do you want me to do for you? My question is, what do you want him to do for you? And what do you want to do even for yourself in your life? What do you want to do for other people? Write down your dream list. Jot it down. The places you want to go. The things you want to achieve and accomplish. The type of position you hope to solidify in your workplace. Your ideal relationship or that sense of gratitude and feeling of that connection at a next level with those around you. Think bigger, live better, and have a life that you deserve. That is belief. Deserve. Not in a braggadocious way, not in a look at me type of mentality. No. But instead, because if you realize that you are worth it, then you will raise the worth of other people and you will give them, help them, lend a, a hand, elevate them to their level of worthiness as well. Help them to raise from the dead. Jesus said, he said all these things that you're going to do all these things. Cure the sick, cleanse lepers, and even raise people from the dead. Sometimes you wonder, what does he mean? Well, I can tell you one thing is, there's a lot of dead people walking out there. There's a lot of zombies. There's a lot of people that wish it would happen. 
that hoped it would happen. But maybe you're that sense of hope that is going to breathe new life into them. Maybe this, listening to this today, is breathing new life into you. And if it is, my hope is that you will share it with one other person. Somebody out there that needs a message of encouragement, of inspiration. Because that little spark, that little light, that little fire that's lasting just a little bit longer can be engulfed in flames. And man, your life could be burning. It could be so amazing. You deserve it. Do you believe you deserve it? Do you believe you're worth it? Because if you do, then you are. My hope is that you've enjoyed this episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. Check out us on social media at EF3Live, our website, ef3life.com, where you can find great books to help you to achieve, to believe, like my bestsellers, Fire Burning Within, The Saint Next Door, and Winning with Money, Dollars, and Cents. Until next time, keep believing, keep thriving, and keep, as always, living life to the fullest. God bless.